are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, the best in the business, back in business. Great to have the main four back on the pod this week. It's been a little bit since that's happened, and we're going to do something that we've done every year since the inception of this podcast. We're going to be talking, committing an entire episode to undrafted rookie free agents. Why is this important? A lot of people don't think that it is. They think some of these guys are just going to kind of be whatever, and that could be the case. But in all reality, they could be starting a game for you. They could be starting a game for you in the fantasy playoffs. You never know. So let's get down to that in a little bit. Joining me, like always, we got Phil Porkman Simmons. Hello, Phil. How are we today? Hey, hey. Yeah, I mean, we went back Dude, from a couple of years. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Two years ago. Um, was that? No, it might have been last year. Um, Jermichael Hasty, Savan Ahmed, guys like that. We talked about them back then. We told you, hey, take us, take a smash at them. Even Chef gave Hasty a little nickname. I like Savon. I met a lot while people didn't like him at all. So hey, I'll take it. I like Savon too. I thought he was going to be something in San Francisco. He ended up being something in Miami, but he was something regardless. And mm-hmm. joining us is the aforementioned Chev and Nooney. What's good, Chev? Uh, doing great now. I finally got my check from the Phoenix Suns for five K. So. Putting that straight to the bank for the wedding. So finally yeah. got it though. Ooh. Can you use a little bit of that for my jerky from Pops? <laughs> <laughs> you better start paying him. He's gonna start <laughs> charging you, bro. That's good as hell. And last but certainly not least, we got Nate Christian. What's going on, Nate? This is a really exciting episode for me because all of my favorite players didn't get drafted. <laughs> so <laughs> you know How that I, worked out. I think that speaks to and I hate to toot our own horn. But that speaks to how good as a group we are because, you know, it's like, uh, who's your favorite wide receiver? Like, yeah, we could see Jamar Chase. We could say Rashad Bateman. But that's easy. That's chalk talk right there. You know, we're looking at guys like Warren Jackson. We're looking at guys like Puka Williams. We're really diving deep. And that's what we do to help you, our listener. We, we want to give you the deep looks. We want to give you those deep dives to let you know that, listen, you really need to scratch the surface of every single draft class to look for the value because you're not always going to have picks one, one through one, four. You're just not. So you need to know where to go after that. And a, a, an episode like this is going to be really important too. Like these are guys that are going to be on your waiver wire at some point in time. And instead of saying, I don't know who that is, you could look back to this. You look back to last year's episode, you know, and if Bob is watching, he could probably make a link for our YouTube video to say, here's our last year's episode. So Bob, Get on that for me, please. Give you something to do while you're watching the episode. <laughs> Let's get started. Nate, you were not here last week, so I'd like to start with you, if we could. Let's talk about a player that you like their landing spot or dislike their landing spot. Completely up to you. All right, so I'll start with uh, my favorite landing spot of any UDFA. I was wondering if I should start with my favorite player, but also my favorite landing spot. 
And that is Jonathan Adams Jr. to the Detroit Lions. He is probably my favorite UDFA for fantasy football in this class. There is no one really of note at the wide receiver position for the Detroit Lions outside of Quintet Cephas, Mike. I'm sorry. Um, There's another UDFA that went there as well, but we'll get yeah. there. And I'm not a big fan of Amir Ross St. Brown, um, Brashad Perryman. I, I was done with five years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, who else is there? I think I think there's somebody else. but Terrell Williams. Yeah, Terrell Williams. I mean. Yeah. Again. Yeah, same Terrell. thing. So, Jonathan Adams Jr., he really fits, like, to replace that Kenny Galladay position for the Detroit Lions. You know, he can be that X receiver for the Lions. He's that big body. He's athletic. He tested really, really well at his pro day. And he produced really, really well. I was – very surprised that he was not drafted. I really thought because there's not a lot of big body guys in this draft class, I thought that Jonathan Adams Jr. would have been picked in the fourth, fifth round easily just because there's so many small receivers. There wasn't many big X receivers like him who also tested well. So very surprised to see him go undrafted. Um, he was one of the highest paid undrafted free agents this year, uh, which I think tells us something. So the Lions really wanted to get him. Um, I think he's a lock to make the team as a UDFA. And uh, I, I like, I've been picking him up in a lot of my leagues, you know, at the fifth round or, you know, after working drafts over the waiver wire. Um, I think this year is really important for UDFAs because everything got screwed up with the COVID season. I think teams understand that too. And they went out and tried to get their UDFAs they want. We're going to see a lot of UDFAs make the team and uh, do something this year. I do want to just make one point. You said he was one of the highest paid UDFAs. Jamal Custis was also one of the highest paid UDFAs the year that he was signed by the Kansas City Chiefs, and his career stats are absolutely nothing. Just want to throw that out there. Uh, that being said, Sage Surratt also went to the Detroit Lions. I know everyone's tired of hearing me talk about Sage Surratt, but he has opportunity to play. So he can make, on your rosters. He could surround on your roster. He could have a boom week. You could sell him for something. You never know. He has it. Look, he has a chance. That's all I'm saying. All he needs is a Hashtag chance, right? Surat. Yeah, he has a chance. I mean, you have a you have a you you make a very compelling case for it, but it's just the fact that you know the majority of us do not like his tape at all. But <clears throat> when it comes to NFL, he does have that chance to improve, and you know he might fit to what the coaches want. So we, we can see, especially with him running funny. And I think with Jonathan Adams, he uh, he played at Arkansas State, right, Nate? Yep. Yeah, and there was another guy last season. I can't remember who it was, but, I mean, he put up pretty close to identical stats, maybe even better stats. So maybe it's just players from that kind of conference are just not getting the look for draft picks to get picked that way there everybody's trying to find them the udfa way so i I mean i think we talked about that when we talked about him on the pod a while back that there was a guy before him so it's just how it is if you play for a smaller school especially a wide receiver so it's tough um is the guy you were talking about the guy that went to washington um omar bayless omar bayless yeah he went to the panthers i believe all right Mm -hmm. i'm actually talking about that went to the washington football team last year he played at liberty Chef's making oh, the, Gandy Golden. Antonio Gandy Golden, you're making yeah. the point about the small school wide receivers and how it's yeah. kind of on transition sometimes. Yeah. I think he could possibly have gotten replaced this year. Gandy Golden. Mike's just like trying to find any way to throw AJG. 
<laughs> ATG into the conversation. Well, no, it's, we, you've talked about a smaller school wide receiver, so, you know, there it is. So, uh, do, you have, do you have anybody you like, don't like their landing spot? Uh, so somebody that seemed to always pop up on film, whether I was watching Michael Pittman or Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, Tyler Vaughn's is somebody that always seemed to pop up, and he lands with the Colts. I'm not sure about Paris Campbell's injury status right now. I know it's very gruesome, so he might he might be there, he might not, and you got Michael Pittman, and you got T.Y. Hilton there. So, I mean, there's a couple backup guys that are there that can possibly step in and help out, but I think Tyler Vaughn's has a good shot to maybe get on the depth chart and maybe just be able to be a guy that if T.Y. Hilton gets hurt or Michael Pittman goes down again like he did last season or Paris Campbell can't come back, he might be able to get a shot. I, I don't know exactly what his shots are. They might be 20, 80. They could be 40, 60. I'm not exactly sure at this point, but he's somebody that always jumped out to me when I was watching other people's films. So he's a guy that goes up and high points the ball. Sometimes his hands can be a little bit weak and his, his smaller body, uh, his BMI, as you would say, I guess, uh, is not the greatest. <laughs> but um, he's a guy that seems to make big plays whenever I was watching the other guy's film. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing if he gets a good shot at it or just even making a roster. I think he's somebody that you could target. And if he, if he pans out, great. If he doesn't, you're perfectly fine because you probably didn't draft him in the first place. So. Good. Uh, Pork, before we get to you, we have a couple questions here in the chat. No problem. Uh, Kennedy wants to know, and Chev, sorry about putting the overlay over you. Oh, you're good. I don't know how to make that smaller. Um, what vets on the waiver wire should we try and grab? It's hard to say. I mean, every league is different, so we don't really know who's on the waiver wire, but anybody mm. you guys could think of off the top of your head? I did see uh, in one of my leagues, um, I sorted the available players after the rookie draft by points projected by a sleeper because they have their uh, projections out now. And the guy who was at the top of that list was a veteran. It was Cam Sims for Washington football team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a guy worth looking at. Uh, they did get Curtis Samuel. They did get Dimey Brown. But Cam Sims kind of balled out at the end of the year and in the playoffs. And he's a big body guy, six foot five. He runs pretty fast. You know, he can throw his weight around. So I think he's he's a decent guy to grab off. You know, if you're looking at like deep sleeper veterans, I think Cam Sims is a good one. It's probably on your waiver wire. Yeah. And uh, speaking of the Washington football team, Manny has a question for us. Also, which rookie running back outside the top five have a chance this year to pop off? I'm going to go with absolutely none of them. None. Yeah. <laughs> that has to be a chance. Uh, he did well, have man. he did have this this question before that I missed and pork of course there's always that chance um, tight end help for dynasty. It's don't, tough. Just draft one of the top five guys or don't draft anyone until late. Just yeah. Blake Jarwin. I'm all about Blake Jarwin again this year. Are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, healthy man. Yeah. Pork, uh, man, he wants some tight end help for Dynasty. I'm just going to get back to you in a second. I really like Kenny Yaboa to the Jets. And, you know, Chris Herndon's always hurt. He was the last regime's guy. Kenny Yaboa's got a chance here. They didn't invest a lot at the tight end position. Um, it's a very good possibility. Sure. And Ferkser, PJ's making a great point. Ferkser from yep. uh, Tennessee taking over John New's spot. That's a great one, too. Not a lot of people are high on him. Uh, so I like Kenny Yaboa a lot. I think he went to a good spot. Could be a good security blanket, depending on what happens with Chris Hearn. And Pork, what do you got for us? Um, 
there's one running back. Well, I'll, I'll start with this. During the draft, we swore one team was going to draft a running back, and they did, and it was the Atlanta Falcons, which means Mike Davis is there, which, by the way, didn't skip leg day all offseason because I don't know if you saw that picture, but his freaking thighs were outrageous. But um, Atlanta picked up Javion Hawkins from Louisville. I know he's small. I know he's skinny. But if you want to preserve Mike Davis, that's the only back that you have. Put Javion Hawkins in on third down, have him catch some ball, catch some balls in space, and and make something work. And I think he can fit really well with that system. With that, Darnell Pumphrey. No, he's not that's, Darnell Pumphrey. That's what I see when I see Javion Hawkins. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> Darnell Pumphrey was five foot three in trash. Actually, Hawkins is not too much taller than that. <laughs> I, I don't know, but he plays a lot better than him. So I have JV and Hawkins on my list as well. One thing that I wrote down for that is they didn't add a running back, but I expect them to be it, you know, one of these guys. Frank Gore. Frank Gore or like a sixth, seventh round draft pick doesn't He's make not. the team that drafted them in Atlanta. Up, they maybe trade for a James Robinson, something like that. You never know. I could see Atlanta doing that closer to the start of the season. So Mike Davis is safe for now. But uh, there's a long ways to go before the football season kicks off. By the way, real quick, do you, you guys commission any leagues? Are you doing? Are you extending the season a week? Yeah, yeah, you have to. We're all in consensus on that. Yeah, yeah. you well, can't really, you can't start a playoffs with a bye. If I have Jonathan Taylor on a bye when I'm in week one of the playoffs, that is rough to deal with. Yeah. So if you're week thirteen, you're still doing playoffs. You got, I think you got to push it back. I think teams will still be playing for positions and playoffs through week 17. I think week 18 might just be like it's always been for week 17. So I'll, I'll definitely move it back one week for sure. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about the two-week playoffs? You know, like you play the same guy two weeks in a row or a girl. You got, I never really cared for that too much. I don't mind it for the for the final game. I don't yeah. mind it for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, just, I was curious about that. Yeah. Um, uh, PJ also has, uh, and this goes back to Manny's question: What about Gerald Everett now that he's in Seattle? I like Gerald Everett. Yeah, yeah, I bought I, I bought mean, him low in a in a trade earlier in the off season, and that actually really worked out for me. So you know, yeah. Russ loves his tight ends, yeah. big tight ends. Then Manny, go get yourself some Bryson Hopkins shares in case. Also uh, picked up some of him. Yeah. What's his name out there in LA? I'm having a hard time. Tyler Higby gets hurt or moves on. You guys know I was a big Bryson Hopkins fan last year. And a vet on the waiver wire could be like a Russell Gage too. So like if Julio gets canned, yes, Russell Gage. I mean he didn't have a bad season. I think he had 100 targets with 76 catches or so. So that's not bad production for a wide receiver three, four, five on your roster. So he had a concussion. He missed some time, I believe. Mm -hmm. So yeah, would have had an even better year. Good point. They got pits now, but yeah. that is true. Yeah, I'm excited to see how that offense looks. Yeah, it's going to be fun. They're going to be scoring points. They're going to have to. Well, then let me ask you this: I wrote him down. It seems like he played college football forever. He was picked up by the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Felipe Franks. Mm. Right. <laughs> was is it worth anything at all in a super flex league, deep bench, big I mean, tackle? Sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the taxi squad, but I mean, he's well, – nah. What do they have after Matt Ryan? Matt Schaub retired. I don't know who the backup is, tell you the Exactly. Truth. We don't know who the backup is. Is there a possibility that Felipe Franks starts the season as Matt Ryan's backup? 
technically he is one hit away from being a starting quarterback in the NFL if that's the case. A possibility, but I don't possibility. know. Possibility. It's always possible. I mean, I don't know. Are you looking it up right now, Nate? Yep. That just right. tell, you, tell you who those quarterbacks are. We just stare at you until you find it. <laughs> oh, man. Because now I'm curious. I, I meant to look it up. I didn't have a chance. Felipe Franks. Oof. Garbage. Looks, looks like they got they got oh man, AJ McCarron. Oh AJ McCarron. Felipe Franks doesn't have a chance. No. No shot. What about the last comment by PJ? A little Hurst for Atlanta's trade Hayden Hurst to Jacksonville for Robinson. It's actually not bad. That to me benefits Everybody, both sides, yeah, Jaguars and uh, Robinson as well. Yeah, thing is that wow. Hurst has no value. He's he's no. a contract year, so for the Jaguars, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah but they have their tight end, so they're, Robinson's they're getting paid hard. penny on the dollars right now too, being an undrafted free yeah. agent. So, yeah, dynasty yeah. owner, appreciate dynasty it. owner. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um. All right, let's see. I'm gonna, so nobody likes my Felipe Franks take, and I get that. That's fine. Um, here's another guy that everyone's probably tired of hearing me talk about. I really like Warren Jackson to the Denver Broncos. After, because I like Warren Jackson. But That's the Broncos, it's like, it's like Vasher to the Cowboys. It's just yeah, No, Vasher, Vasher to the Cowboys is way worse than this. No. 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 There's way more talent on the Cowboys. Hamler. Okay, yeah. and then you have Tim Patrick, who what tore his ACL? No, wasn't that Deshaun Hamilton? That tore Deshaun Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah, but yeah. Tim Patrick there, who's a really good wide receiver four. And then I mean, come on, I don't like Seth Williams, but he's better than Warren Jackson. Well, look at my man PJ saying Warren could get a small shot now that Hamilton is gone. Warren I think is- I like Warren Jackson more than Seth Williams though. Yeah, Seth Williams is trash. What it's worth. Vasher might be the wide receiver four on the team. Jackson has at best at best wide receiver five. The I think they I think they like the yeah, thank you. Warren's way better than so. I mean there's a possibility that you know Tim Patrick, he's a little older. He doesn't even make the team. Maybe they cut him. Who knows? He's gonna make the team. Well, yeah, so which offense do you want a part of? Do you want Dak or do you want Drew Locke? I want Drew Locke. Or Teddy Bridgewater. So. That depressed, that cheap ass ADP. That's what I want. Oh, man. We all know that's what you like. It's you just dropped team. Drew Lock in one of our leagues, man. I was upset. Yeah, but that um, league, I was actually pretty set at quarterback, and I was like eight players over the roster too. So I was like, <laughs> and when I set this league up, I should have made these rosters a little bit bigger. You know, we all saw that Mike dropped Jay Sternberger a year after he traded. I the saw that. Uh, and I laughed, and I laughed at it while you did it. That one hurt. Oh, great at doing it. That one hurt. Um, I would like to remind you, as Bob Van Duzer, our resident IDP guy, is reminding me, make sure that I'm telling everyone that these guys will most likely be on your taxi squad this year, and that's why this episode is important. So there's me doing my due diligence for you, Bob. So since nobody likes my Warren Jackson to Denver, Nate, why don't we talk about Puka Williams to Cincinnati, as I'm sure you are chomping at the bit to do so. Yes. Um, Puka Williams has a fast track to the running back 
two okay. over Chris Evans. Um, Captain America ain't got nothing on Puka. <laughs> uh, yeah. I can get behind that. I like to I mean, like Puka better. Than they Chris. drafted Chris Evans, so there's obviously that hurdle for mm-hmm. Puka. But, I mean, they're going to keep at least three running backs. I mean, every team keeps three running backs, sometimes four. Um, when Puka had his pro day, he did work as a wide receiver, as a running back, as a kick returner. So he's all, he offers special teams experience. He offers, you know, some different options in the offense. So I think he definitely makes the team. You know, now that they got rid of Gio Bernard, and, I mean, there's no one else in that backfield to worry about. I mean, I'm not worried about Samaji P. Ryan at all. So Chris Evans and Puka Williams are the two and three behind Mixon. We'll see if this is the year that Mixon finally gets that true workhorse load in the passing game. Or if they start to mix in Puka or Chris Evans, just like they mixed in Geo. Um, either way, I'm excited about it. I think it's a pretty decent landing spot. I'm not a big Mixon fan, so that definitely helps my view of that landing spot. But oh. I think Puka makes the team. It can have a role. This team's going to pass a lot. If he gets a, a chance to be one of the passing down running backs, he could have some weeks that he could be a flex play. And his role doesn't even have to be running back a wide receiver. If he's just doing punt returns and kick returns, that gives him a shot to make it – an impact on that team and maybe even thrust him into a position where he can start at some point. Right. right? So all you have to be so. is on the roster and injuries happen. People get sick, family issues come up and you know, you're a couple of hits man couple up. Hits away from, from being on that field and you're fantasy relevant. Trust me. Right. Hasty McTasty probably should have never touched the field. I mean, we're, let's just know, be honest he, here. But he took but, advantage of the situation. He took advantage of the situation. I mean, there's, he's probably f- fifth or sixth guy, maybe fourth guy there in that roster, but he took advantage of a situation. I mean, all you need to do is get on the roster and give yourself a shot. And that's hopefully what these guys can do. Right. Uh, injuries especially happen to Joe Mixon as per PJ. They do. Yeah. Last year's bad. All right. Let's see what else you guys got. You got any other ones that you like? For you? Uh, I have a guy. I mean, he, in 2020, he had some of the best running back games that we've probably ever seen in college, maybe. He busted off. He had 31 attempts for 301 yards with four touchdowns and 36 attempts for 409 yards with eight touchdowns. I know where this is going. Jared Patterson is going <laughs> to the – oh, I almost said the Redskins. He's going to the Washington football team. I don't know if he has a great shot of making the team, but I'm always going to cheer for a guy that can just go off in the college football games and drop eight touchdowns in a game, you really hope a guy that can get a shot, even if it means only being one game where maybe Antonio Gibson gets hurt. He's probably not going to do much in the passing game if McKissick is there. Uh, but I'm, I'm really hoping Jared Patterson gets a shot. I mean, I remember having talks of him being the, the Heisman at some point, so that was a fun time. Uh, he didn't do too well after that big old game, but uh, I really hope he does get a shot and hopefully be able to prove himself and make a roster. Yep. He's definitely one of the guys I was surprised wasn't drafted as well. You know, I thought he would have been a day three pick, but, you know, but a lot to be drafted just because of the production. You know, I thought he would have at least been like a six rounder. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, the Washington spot's not too bad. It's not uh, not the greatest landing spot behind Antonio Gibson, but there might be a role to carve out there. Yep. Well, PJ seems to be pretty adamant that Caleb Huntley is going to be a thing in Atlanta. This is the second time you mentioned it now, so I want to bring it up. He's a running back from Ball State, and admittedly, tonight is the first time I've heard his name. Um, should have been more prepared there. But <laughs> Caleb Huntley, 
Does he have a shot with the Falcons? Nate, you are a resident Debbie guy, so I'm going to refer to you and all of your Mac knowledge. I think Ball State's in the Mac. Right? Yes, they are. Yeah, they are. There you go. Um, okay, here comes Nate. Bring in that knowledge. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, Caleb Huntley, eh, I wasn't too impressed with what I saw. Just looked up his, his uh, measurables, 5'10", 230, so he's a bigger back. Um no, he, he did look decent. You know, he has that kind of size to be a three-down running back, but I just don't think he has the talent to step it up and, you know, go over Mike Davis and then, you know, hold down the role for the entire season, beat out whoever they draft next year. But, I mean, if you're looking for the next James Robinson, this guy has just as good a shot as anybody else because he's on a team with, you know, not many running backs. He has some success in college, so – I mean, I don't hate taking a shot on this guy because you take a shot on any of the Falcons running backs and you have a shot. So, mm-hmm. sure, go pick up Caleb Huntley. I'm not going to have super high expectations, but I think he has a better shot than a lot of UDFAs, especially at running back. Yeah. Who is that one running back you had us look at last year, Nate? <laughs> the dude Jet? From, yeah, from like Monmouth. Oh, Pete Guerrero? Yeah, Pete, Pete Guerrero. Guerrero. Monmouth. <laughs> Monmouth, I get that. And listen, PJ... PJ saying, damn you, Nate, I liked him. But if that's your dude, go get your guy, man. Right. You know, these are guys you're probably not drafting. You're picking up off the waiver wire. If you spend three to ten waiver bucks on it, then do it. Stash him on your taxi squad, bury him on your roster. Mm-hmm. Keep him there. See what happens. There's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, one thing that you do have to realize is when you're doing things like that, you're building a dynasty just like we are all trying to do. Fantasy sports were created to give participants the GM experience of a sports franchise. There goes Nate. But as fantasy sports became more mainstream with more accessibility to player information, it became more about who got lucky in the draft and who got to the waiver wire fast enough to pick up a player. Traditional fantasy sports lacks reality and rewards luck. It is not realistic to only focus on player performance and to not consider contracts. Do NFL teams assemble their rosters without contracts? Of course not. What if you could create a game that was more like the real NFL? Allow me to introduce you to DynastyOwner.com. Dynasty Owner incorporates a salary cap and assigns players to real-life NFL contracts. It is no longer all about player performance. Every contract matters. The 2021 season for Dynasty Owner has just begun and starting at $29. You can play a fantasy game that lets you face similar decisions that NFL general managers and owners face. So start your dynasty today at www.dynastyowner.com. Chef, thanks for hanging out for me. (laughs) Everybody had to use the bathroom break, I think. Um. BJ also wants to know, do you guys think Mitchell overtakes Sermon as the lead back in San Francisco? It is possible, but highly unlikely. In my Stop opinion. with that nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so either. Yo. Sermon's well, not. Stop. Man, I can't believe people were trying to make Elijah Mitchell a thing earlier this offseason. Just ridiculous. If Sermon's hurt, then it's not going to be Elijah Mitchell. It's going to be Hasty McTasty, or it's going to be Raheem Mostert, or yeah. Jeff Wilson Jr., or – Whoever the rest they bring in, but sign me Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. Um, I don't really have too much else I wanted to touch on. I will say that I do like both the Trayvon Grimes and Jamon Usbon signings to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Yes. That wide receiver core is basically Devonta Smith, Jalen Rager, and a ton of question marks. So, yeah. Well, I would say right now their three would be Greg Ward, who's mm-hmm. pretty solid, but unspectacular. Just. He's just a solid NFL receiver. Um, but realistically, these guys have a chance to carve out 
you know, and you know, and this year, and they're bigger than Devonta Smith and Jalen Rager too. So it could be something to think about as well. Yeah, like uh, you, you guys know, I love Osman, and I think this is one of the better landing spots that he could have gotten. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think he's, I think he's talented enough that he could definitely take over that wide receiver four role right away, and possibly become the three on the team at some point. But I think, I think I do like him as the fourth wide receiver there. Um, very talented, can play outside, play inside. So I'm not sure what I feel about the Eagles' overall passing game for fantasy football, mm-hmm. but sure. uh, but uh, we'll see. I'm not sure yeah, yet. This is a different year. Ask me after the second week of the preseason. Don't. Well, I, I want to see what it looks like before I – you know, people are asking me a lot of questions, and I'm like, I don't know. No, no. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of those questions, too. And it's like I, I'm giving them an honest answer. We honestly don't know. So we kind of – like Mike and I are really setting the bar really low. And then we just really got to work it out. I mean, I, I honestly think that they're going to run the crap out of the football this year. Yeah. I mean, look, at, look at all the running backs that they brought in. It's going to mm-hmm. be like – it's going to look like San Francisco out there. PJ <laughs> saying Smith is the only wide receiver he wants in Philly. Yeah. I mean, realistically – Right now, yeah, Rager might be a better best ball guy. Um, and the other guys, uh, I don't know, but high tower, your boy, yeah, John <laughs> Hightower. Guy, John Hightower, that's what's up right there. He was drafted. Right. I can't believe he was drafted. Can't believe he was drafted, and Jamon Osman and Jonathan Adams were not drafted. What Sometimes about it be like that? What about Tamari and Terry to Seattle? The next DK Metcalf? I think that's a, that's <laughs> the perfect system for him. Yeah. The Seahawks also grabbed Kate Johnson, who I like a lot as well. Okay. He's a guy out of South Dakota State University, so the big rival of North Dakota State University. Mm-hmm. And he's a he's a great route runner, like shifty little guy. Uh, he's he's white and a slot receiver, so you know he's a gym rat. He's a Fits. deceptively quick. Mm-hmm. You know, those things. So, uh, I, but the Seahawks, you know, I'm not sure how much volume a wide receiver three or wide receiver four in the team's going to get. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a harder path to fantasy football relevancy for that team. Especially with Everett there now, like we already brought up before, like it's going to be real hot, tough on those wide receiver three. And they drafted who – who else did they draft early in the draft too? Uh, Dwayne Eskridge. Dwayne Eskridge mm-hmm. too, so – that, that room's a little bit crowded right now. They're trying to find some depth, it sounds like, there in Seattle. Hey, what about Mike Strachan? So, do you guys know about Mike Strachan? Or is it just me? I don't. I'm finding out that he went to the Charlotte. University of Charleston. Or Charleston. Yes. But there's a scene in H. One or two. We're good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he is – he's a project. He's a big body guy, athletic but, you know, yeah, University of Charleston. So what kind of competition did he play? Um, there's some people that like him a lot. When you're watching film on him, it's like high school film because he's just playing like in high school fields, basically. Um, but I've seen a lot of people bring him up. They like him just because he has that big size and some athleticism. And he plays he, – he did really – he produced really well for that level. But, you know, it's like Pete Guerrero last year. I mean <laughs> – <laughs> I, I love it, but 
What, what are the chances? It's very, very low. Now, the Colts is a nice landing spot. That's where he ended up. So, I mean, they don't have a big body guy. Um, you know, Pittman's out there, but Strachan is even bigger. So, um, another guy, you know, this is UDFAs. They're just all dart throws. But I think he, you know, he's a guy I'm going to keep an eye on during training camp, you know, keep my ear to the ground for the Colts, see if Tyler Vollins or Strachan is going to make the team mm-hmm. and what they're saying. Um, if the rumors start that he's looking good in training camp and like he's going to make the team, I'm all about grabbing him as a as a stash. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, guys and gals out there too. If these if these players get released, see where they go. Yep. They, there's a possibility they go to an even better position. We've seen it how many times before? Your favorite team picks up some UDFAs. They cut these guys and make room for somebody else's UDFAs. That's why I'm not too worried about Basher yet. Would you want to talk about TJ Vasher? I'm not Porkman talk about Vasher. Pork, you want to talk about Vasher? I mean, I, I want to talk about him, but it's the fact that he's just so buried in a depth chart. So I mean, if it's, if he does go to the practice squad and somebody else picks him up, I think that would be the best the best thing for um you know for another team to get him, so we can actually have some hope for him because he is uber talented. And I was looking at uh PJ Kennedy's comment down here about Nico Collins. I wanted to talk about uh, Nate's guy for the Texans, Marlon yes. Williams. Because, I mean, Marlon Williams can, you know, he has some talent. He does look like a bowling ball, but he's that guy that can, you know, be good for PPR. And they also did get Damon Hazleton from Missouri, which I also liked as well. He was pretty athletic. Um, there's two guys that I would stash in a taxi squad if you could. Yep. You know, I like Marlon Williams. I think he can come in. Uh, another team that's, you know, has nobody – at their wide receiver position. You know, you got Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins, and then it's yeah. yeah. Culture didn't even get on the field last year. Right. After and I, after like a ton of injuries and and that confused me. And then Kiki Kiki when he came out, he looked really good. And I thought he was going to be something for PPR. And I don't know if that was a O'Brien thing or a Cornell thing or they didn't just like him at all or his work ethic wasn't there. But he just fell off the face of the freaking earth. And then he he popped up a little bit last year, but it was nothing yeah. consistent to the point where we can start him throughout the season. It was it was pretty annoying. So yep. maybe then, Coulter pops in there. Cause we speaking of Dynasty owner, we did do the read through. We still do have Isaiah Coulter, the big body guy. That somebody that's another guy you could probably, you know, stash as a as a I guess a vet, as you can say, and, and stash him on your roster and see what happens because he'll probably still be available. Perfect. Go grab Isaiah Coulter. Um, that's all I have. Do you guys have anything else for UDFAs? Um, let's see. We talked about Marlon Williams. I do like like him there. What about Jamie Newman? Yeah, Jamie Newman's a you know he's probably going to be the quarterback three, whether he's on the team or the <laughs> practice squad. I'm not making over Flacco. Come on, Jesus oh, Christmas! Oh man, what? Flacco. <laughs> He's so upset. Boy, Matt Bushman with the Raiders. I was about to say that he's buried there too. So it's like, kind of sucks. There's I do guy, like Trevon. You said Trevon Grimes, so I like him as well. Yeah, I, don't, I don't like Trevon Grimes at all. Bushman is almost as old as Darren Waller. Possibly. <laughs> still balls though. And yes, PJ uh, Flacco is still in the league. He is the Eagles backup? So saying, hey fellas. I don't think any of us want to grab any running backs unless the Seattle Seahawks, but there is a UDFA there that I think is 
um, really fits that scheme well. Now, with that team, at best, he's probably going to be a running back four. But B.J. Emmons, he went to uh, Florida Atlantic University. But he originally transferred from Alabama. He was one of the top recruits. He was playing at Alabama, had some injuries, just couldn't you know, get on the field. So ended up transferring to FAU, still had some injuries. So went undrafted, but he's a big guy. He moves pretty well, was a top recruit. So it's a guy I'm going to keep an eye on just because of that history. Seattle Seahawks, not the greatest landing spot for fantasy football, but it fits his style of running really well. So it's going to take a ton of injuries for him to be at relevant at all. But awesome. I'm going to keep keep my eye on him. Oh. All right. Yeah. Well, I don't have anybody else if you guys don't. Yeah. There's one guy on here. I don't know how to say his last name. <laughs> Went to Jacksonville, though. Nate <laughs> know what I'm talking about. The Josh yep. Eman doobie doobie guy. Um <laughs> He's not that, but he's pretty good too. I'll keep an eye on him. But Jacksonville, their their wide receiver core is freaking all over the place, so you don't know which way they're going to go. Yeah, I do like um, Tony Poljan, who was a tight end. He went to the Ravens from Iowa State. Um, I think he'll end up being the tight end three on the team. So <laughs> just so you, just just somebody out there. Jimmy <laughs> Barker. I'm here for. Port Nate Noonbauer. That's Noonbauer. Combining all our names. Sorry, it's just so compressed together. I'm saying everyone's name. That's a lot of stuff. So thanks for hanging out, Bart. Good to see yeah. you. Two more, Mike. Two more. Go for it. Two more. Another guy who went to the Lions. So we, we're going to see a theme here, okay? Team Save boy. Surratt. Nah. He went to the Lions. He did go to the Lions, but I'm not interested in him. Save <laughs> Surratt. Jonathan Adams. Okay, both big Big-bodied receivers, right? Mm-hmm. They also got another third undrafted free agent at wide receiver. And that was Javon McKinley out of Notre Dame. Another big-body guy, six foot four, I think, 225 pounds, something like that. You know, looked really good in flashes, but just never brought it together. Senior, you know, declare. So, you know, not someone who stuck out, like, in the scouting process analytically or production-wise. But he's a big guy. I kind of like what I saw on tape in flashes. So another guy to keep an eye on, you know, they're definitely going to keep one of those three. They're looking for that big-bodied X receiver. Javon McKinley, Sage Surratt, or Jonathan Adams. I like Jonathan Adams the best, but McKinley's a guy we're keeping an eye on as well. And then last but not least, this guy I think all of us should roster in any tight end premium league. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get my knowledge out here. That's what Mike was talking about. But Quentin Morris, you guys all need to pick up Quentin Morris on the Buffalo Bills tight end. He is a tight end slash wide receiver on sleeper. Quentin Morris, I mean, I'm going to bring up his player profiler because his stats are ridiculous. He went to Bowling Green, okay, and his – where's his dominator rating? 27.7% uh, as a tight end. And, I mean, just kind of dominated out there, Bowling Green. And he's an athletic guy. So, he's a guy I'm going to take a chance on in tight end premium leagues. Just throwing him out there. He's going to be like a Gerald Everett kind of guy, you know, where he can be moved around a little bit. 
I think that kind of fits the Bills' offense too. I like the landing spot a lot. So, all right, perfect. Before we head out and before Chev hits us with something, I just want to ask you guys: What is the worst thing in fantasy football? Would it be seeing a player you didn't start go off on your bench and costing you a win? That's easily got to take the cake. But now there's a new way to play where your best players always start and your duds stay on the bench where they belong. This next part, Bob wrote, best ball leave. Underdog Fantasy has you covered. God, that is so Underdog Fantasy is the new best ball platform where you can turn your knowledge and competitive edge into winnings. Draft once, sit back, and enjoy the ride as your optimal lineup will automatically start each week. No waivers, no trades, just drafts. Sign up today by Pork using the code Rewind, and when you make a deposit, you'll receive a $25 kickback to play. Not ready for fantasy football? Hey, that's okay. They also have drafts and daily pickums right now featuring the MLB, NBA, and NHL, so join Underdog Fantasy today using the promo code Rewind. The link is in the description. Porkman, come on back. I was wondering if Harris time was going to be here uh, when we started talking about the tight end from Bowling Green. I figured he would get a calling. <laughs> yes, there he is. There it is. There you go. Dawson freaking nice. Well, Harris checking in from the Great White North, uh, part of the Junior Fantasy Football Podcast. Barker saying, research, <laughs> that's the worst thing. I shall now wing it, going based off cool names. That's perfect. <laughs> Great. All right, so uh, that's going to do it for today, hitting the, right around the 40-some minute mark, and that's where we're going to try to cap these off-season episodes. So, uh, Nate, why don't you lead us out? Yep. Want me to lead you out? My name? Yes. Working. I didn't know if I was supposed to do something different. I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, you, you, you did that kind of differently, Mike. I was confused. Yeah. All right, well, find me at Nate NFL on Twitter. Sorry. And Phil, how about yourself? Uh, you can find me at FF Porkman on Twitter. Yeah, Mike, you fluffed that up, bro. And Chev, I think you have something for us, and then you can tell us where we can find you on Twitter. Yeah, so first I got a question. Who do you guys want to see on Hard Knocks this season is the real question of the night. I don't have HBO, so it is completely irrelevant. Jaguars. Jaguars. I was going to say the same thing, because if Tebow is on there. Tebow. Uh, right. <laughs> Urban Meyer, that'd be great television, I think. He's just randomness all the time. I kind of between them or Detroit, because I want to see Dan Campbell, too. Yeah, that, I think I want to see him next year, though, when they have a maybe a, a new starting quarterback. But uh, I'm going <laughs> to read a verse. It's in the Hum 1-7. It says, the Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in him. Uh, so for me, uh, I've had a couple troubling moments in my life the last couple months, uh, whether it be my job taking a lot of my time or uh, needing a new car or not getting uh, my check-in time. Uh, but I know God was going to prevail. Um, it's tough to think about when times are tough, uh, but we always have to trust in him that what, what he's doing in our lives is going to come for good. Uh, that nothing that happens in our lives, God can't take control of and turn it into a good. So trust in him with all you got. Um, he'll take you guys a, a long way. So if you have any questions or want to talk about any players or whatnot, feel free to DM me, whether it's life or fantasy football. You can hit me up anytime at ChefBoyRD, boy with an I on Twitter. All right. Perfect, Chef. Thank you. And if you are so inclined, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm going to say my correct name this time, at RewindCEO. Sorry, I used my old name last time. Give me. I would much rather you follow the show. At Dynasty Rewind, Pork and I are going to go ahead over and do a Patreon episode. Make sure you check that out. 
patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind check out our youtube page as well always dropping some fantastic videos over there we also have a twitch we are live streaming on there currently so you can check that out pretty much everywhere check us out hang out with us we always enjoy interacting with all you guys sorry i'm trying to bring up the outro video my mouse is not cooperating with me and now i have to scan so till next time everybody thank you for watching thank you for listening be kind please rewind we'll see you next time Woo!